is the Red Sign Podcast, a deep dive into legacy wealth building through real estate. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Red Sign Podcast. I'm Clay Winder with Hayden Hewlett and a special guest, our very own Kurt Antonino with Green Tech Construction. Oh, listen to that loud applause. That's great. (laughs) Guys, we've got Kurt on the podcast. Uh, We've got questions for you, Kurt. We're in a very interesting real estate market, as we talked about last week with the stats and the data. And we, our audience is mostly people who are are investment minded, or I should say, uh, building their legacy wealth through real estate minded, if that is a if that works. So uh, we want to talk about that. You are a builder here in Utah. You've done uh, all kinds of new construction. Just tell us real quick, introduce yourself. Why should we listen to you? Well, so I got my start in construction back in 2000, just right after I graduated high school. Went and worked in Telluride for about a year and then moved here to Utah. And uh, so I framed for, oh, about 12 years or so. And then I've been building homes um, for seven years now, just focusing on that. So I've done all sorts of different projects from framing to tearing down things, rebuilds, uh, just all, uh, just a whole different, a lot of different things. What was the inspiration behind the name Green Tech? Well, it was funny because I actually didn't really want to be named Green Tech. Okay. Um, but um, I wanted to, so I built a lead home and I didn't like, I always feel like For those of you who don't know lead L E E D is a certificate you can get when your house meets certain criteria for sustainability. And so I I've really found like a love of building energy efficient, but I wasn't really fond of the bureaucracy behind it. And so Share a cowboy, not a Californian. That's right. I'm not a cowboy. I just believe that we should use our energy wisely. And so I, I so that's why the green, when everybody says green, I'm green or whatever, it kind of, at least here, brings more of a negative connotation. So I just didn't want to have that. But I'm it is. That that's changing now. It is. And I think for now, people still have. Are, are very misinformed what green is. They just think a lot of times it's solar panels right. and that's it. But that's so far from the truth. And yeah. so it goes a whole lot more in depth than just solar panels. That's just very, um, just a facade. Right, right. So it's been interesting. We've we've worked together, known each other for a few years now. And even before that, I had my eye on you and what you've built. I wanna use this year as a, a good example to set the stage for my questions. This year, what's the, in terms of purchase price, what's probably the smallest home you built this in the last 12 months? Uh, 550. 550-ish. And what's the- Five, now, let's see, four. I was going to say- Yeah, it's so about five, 550, yeah. Five. Five, 550. And then you've got a big one right now that's one- One, two. Yeah, one, two, one. So that's a big spectrum. And I think that's- probably one of the reasons I wanted to ask you some of these questions is you've seen it all, not just in your career, but right now, having gone through the pandemic and all things 2020 and 2021 that we've, we've seen on the news, we've talked about on this episode, um, you've been through it all at both scales, the smaller homes that are very tight and every dollar really counts. And then the bigger homes where people can spend a little more money mm-hmm. on some of these efficiencies and or luxuries. Um, what 
counsel would you give those on a tight, tight budget right now? If someone were to come to you and say, hey, I do want to stick at that 500, 550 price range, which is kind of interesting that we're probably not a small budget yeah. in this world, but that is the world we live in right now. Throw a lot in there and you hit 550 pretty easy. Oh, yeah. As you gonna say, land right now drives that all, right? You're 200,000 for a lot. It's it's a it, essentially a starter home is 500 yeah. right now. Um, what tips would you give those buyers? And again, our listeners are, are investors, but also home buyers and, and home sellers. If they came to you and said, hey, what are some, what are some blind spots that you would give caution to? Uh, what might that be? Well, I would always say I'm an advocate of what's called the thermal burial. So it's really the outside of the home. Those are things that are either the wall structure or what you put in the wall that you'll never change. Mm. so insulation windows doors when i mean windows and doors yes they can be changed but you're talking 20 years down the road if it's you're a big expense and insulation you'll probably never change no i've never heard of somebody updating their insulation yeah unless it's like a full gut you know which is still even that rare mm-hmm. so the insulation and, and the way that they actually build the structure I would be really cognitive of that because at that point you'll never change any of that. Hmm. Is that a, are you able to make some good decisions on a tight budget when it comes to insulation? Well, I mean, just if you're going to build like a, with uh, like a builder, more like me, like a semi slash custom builder. Yeah. I would definitely look at different techniques that, that is framing. And that's what I usually um, use in my homes is this, it's called advanced framing techniques. And uh, so that's that will actually pay huge dividends on the um, on the amount of money you pay for utilities. Hmm. And, well, and, it, and it doesn't cost you really any more money to do an advanced framing techniques. Interesting. So why don't more builders do it? Because it's not standard, quote unquote, standard what we've been doing for the last 20 years or my lifetime. That's why people don't do it. You have to do most builders build to code, right? So well, it is in code. It is code, but meaning the minimum to code. Yeah, but I mean, this is minimum code. Just... It's just not a normal technique that is used. Hmm. So it's in the. Does code. it take more time? Is no. it a timing issue? No. So it's just knowledge. It's just knowledge. Interesting. Well, let's go to the other end of the spectrum then. Somebody with a bigger budget, maybe your buyer that's building the one point two million dollar home what are some what are some tips or or things that you you'd caution them when they go about this building process it's the same thing do do the building right yes you can have a bigger building but you can still do it right and but then if you want to get even into more i guess green uh or energy efficiency then there's different ways or different products you can do uh exterior foam insulations you know there's a couple different brands out there that use that takes that, uh, that does it and does it really effectively. And, and it's an, a technique or a product that you don't have to change what the framer is doing. So, oh, interesting. so if you can actually do something that another trade doesn't have to change or do something special, but yet get great benefits from, it's going to be a win-win situation for everybody. Is that one of the reasons you and I have had conversations about alternative building material to f- lumber framing like SIPs and ICF? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of your argument on why those are sometimes more challenging options? Yeah, exactly. It's because 
you're having to take somebody that's already been trained in one way now to train them into another way when we're already in a very tight labor Labor market. So now you're talking, you're trying to get somebody that, uh, that needs to move from house to house in a very timely fashion now to break it down into something completely different and to take the time that they could build two or three homes to do one, to do one, one ICF. Yeah. Home. So how would you rank in terms of priority? How would you rank, you know, quote unquote, green options? It sounds like insulation is kind of your start there. Yeah. Where would you kind of lead the conversation? Well, I had actually say number one would be the way that you build the structure. What do you mean by that? So again, so advanced framing technique. So like a lot of my homes, I build two foot on centers. Okay. The studs. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to get less, into, so less thermal bridging. So less thermal bridging. Right. And you and you know if you, if you want to go and look at that, you can go and research it. Sure. Or Google it. Google yeah. it. So well, but, we've talked about we've talked about it on if you go back several episodes. Oh, we, yeah, we did one. We talked about though. energy yeah. conservation, energy consumption, and and we kind of touched on a few of those. Indeed, indeed. So after it after that insulation, insulation. What after that? I then insulation. I'd be focusing on windows and doors. Windows and doors. So you're. It's interesting because I think you said it right at the beginning, which is important. The normal person, me, you know, a normal, a normal, you know, person listening to this probably thinks about the flashy stuff. It's the solar. It's the heating and cooling. They might get advanced, and they forget about the building envelope. And I guess that's the message I hear you saying is you got to start with that building envelope first. So everything else, I mean, this is a term that I've used quite a bit, especially around you guys is solar panels is lipstick on a pig. If it's a pig. Yeah. If it's a so if, if you don't, if you have a house that's leaking and that's not, you know, uh, performing at a, a high rate, then it's just lipstick on a pig. You just spent 30, 40 grand on solar panels to, to what? To heat the outdoors because your house leaks so bad. Yeah. Now you talk about blower doors a, a lot. Blower door tests is when you put a fan on the front door and you pressurize the house and then you can read how many air cycles uh, the house goes through in what an hour. So it's called yeah, it's called an air changes per hour. Air changes per hour. What's code in uh, here in kind of Utah? I believe it's three point five, three and a half air changes per hour. And your homes generally fall into where? It's my iPad. Oh, great. We got a call coming in. That's how famous Kurt is. His phone's turned off, but the iPad's not. But people always find a way to reach you. So keep going. So on blower door, it's a, uh, so code is three and a half. Three and what, half. Are, what are yours? So I have been more consistent around two and a half air changes. I've had uh, some at 1.9 and I've had some like at three or 3.1. Awesome. Um, that's one of the things I love about Kurt, by the way, and just working with him. That's one of our big selling points is like what I was trying to say earlier is that we have you have your standard code. Right. And I feel like everything Kurt's able to fit people's basically spend the same amount of money and really increase the energy efficiency of the home. And I've really started to appreciate that since I live in a leaky house. Like my house is fairly new, but it's it was it was a built as a spec home and our house they maximize profits right? yeah mm-hmm. so there was just there is clear that there were there were steps that were skipped in that and so if people can understand that that the energy efficiency side really comes to how tight your house is built when you have to start looking at putting in ventilation and fans in your house to make sure you don't get 
quote unquote homesick, like you were dealing with it, your new place, Clay, mm-hmm. um, that you have enough air going through, then you, you picked a big, a good builder, in my opinion. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, let's change gears real quick. So uh, for our listeners, Kurt also sits on the HBA, the Utah Home Builders Association board. Um, you actually, so I ended it. Oh, you just retired. Congratulations. No. Thank you for your service. Well, the only reason why I reference that is my question for you is the builder challenges. Uh, a lot of our folks have, are, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret that the building challenges are that the inflation that we're dealing with today started more than a year ago with construction. It started there and bled into everything else. And now today's big announcement is the oil and gas and all that. But it really started more than a year ago. Yeah. And it started in the construction world. And you had a front row seat uh, dealing with that. What are you seeing now and in terms of good and bad that you feel like people should be aware of? Again, when someone's going into new construction or, or building something, in terms of that regard, what are we looking at? Well, I would say there's, I mean, there's some positives. I mean, I think with being in the state of Utah, I think our representatives get it and they are trying to cut down on unnecessary red tape. So people don't realize that. um, So I think the NHB did a study where it said about 25% of the home cost is attributed to uh, cost of government. Really, if I re- and so so that if you surprise me actually. just like taxes on material. Well, you just ta- you just take like you just take the whole red tape through getting lots approved, going through inspections, the cost of building permits. So you have cost of permits on the development side, then you have cost of permits on the house part. That's very true. So but you and you still got to take account of all the other different burdens you have that government has a role in. I mean, for instance, on one house, because of one certain um, engineering standard a city had, it cost our homeowners over four grand Hmm. just for, because of that one standard. Because they had to re-engineering costs? It was was actually like, it was a sidewalk issue. Oh boy. So... Do you, do you see building costs? Um, we've seen lumber improve, but in general, the, the big, like everybody's licking their wounds right now because earlier this year in the spring, it was, there were numerous builders that had to, that had to renege on, on fixed cost contracts. They had to up their purchase price, even though they had a fixed cost and it made the news and it was painful, but those builders essentially said, we shouldn't have done fixed costs. We found ourselves building a home and not only not making profit, but spending more money than, you know, essentially spending money to, to deliver this home. So they changed it and they blamed it all on the cost of materials, primarily lumber. Lumber's come down. Do you feel in, in your observance that we might see those in the future or is that behind us? I, I still feel like we are, the, the high costs are not behind us yet. Right. So I feel like lumber is down as of now. But I believe as we go into the summer, it's going back up. Hmm. I noticed it has kind of jumped up the it last has, little bit. It's gone up a little bit. Has your lumber salesman told you anything about? No. The, the one thing is like availability is getting better, which as I think that's what the whole, the whole supply chain is feeling is that because nothing 
is really readily available. So then we're dealing with inflation because of that. So mm-hmm. I feel like once the market gets back to norm and that everything's readily available, then people won't, I guess, panic buy, sure. if you wouldn't want to say it, because they're just buying things and they don't care the price because they need it. Right. And so they can't really shop around. And that's the same way with me. Like I have one wood supplier and I can't get another wood supplier because they're all on allocations. So they're not taking on new accounts. So you have no choice. So I have no choice. Mm-hmm. So that's the panic buying because I have to. Yeah. Um, what is, we're going to wrap up here in a second. What's your favorite part about being a builder? Oh, I love building. So even though like. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I love talking to you about it. You're obviously passionate about it. So, you know, building a home is fraught with challenges all the way through. And you have to be able to click with your client. The client's got to be able to click with you and your team. Um, Because at the end of the day, you're really going for the same goal. And so I really enjoy dealing and working with people to see their dream come true. Even if it's a simple little rambler to the you know, over a million dollar home. It's to me, it's still very subjectional to those people. Sure. So to the, you know, simple rambler, that's their like maybe first to maybe their last home. Yeah. It is so emotional for them, even all the way up to the multi-million dollar homes, hmm. I would say. And it's, it's, I think the satisfaction just to be able to say, Hey, you know, I can do that. It was great to be able to take something from nothing and now you have this awesome home that somebody is going to enjoy for years and years and years. For sure. Great. Any parting words? No, I would just say, I would, I would say the last thing is probably do your homework with your builders. Like don't just use a builder because that's who has the lots. Sometimes that's not the answer mm-hmm. or because my friend or my mom or my sister use them. Builders change. So sometimes they go through better cycles than others. So actually, you know, go meet with the builders and go meet with several, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and talk to them and see how they work and see if they're going to be a, a good fit and stop with the square foot pricing. Uh, repeat that. Stop with, the stop with, I'm the, guilty of that. Cause it's just so easy. But the hard thing is, is buyers do compare builders based on product, like square foot pricing, square foot pricing, where they drive by homes and they forget what you just said. I'm going to underscore it. That is meet the person behind that hammer. Like know who is building your home because that matters most. Oh yeah. Their I mean, philosophy, how they treat you and how they will overcome the challenges. There are so many challenges. You've got to know that somebody's in your corner as yeah. you're going through those and not just going to pass on crazy invoices or delays or things that you can work as a team together because it is a challenge. There's not much. one home being built right now. That's, that's easy or simple. It's, it's all just very challenging right now. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being on here again, guys. This is Kurt Antonino. Green Tech Construction. We'll have some good links and contact info in the description so you guys can reach out and uh, we'll go from there. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Red Sign Podcast, a deep dive into legacy wealth building through real estate. See you next time.